welcome to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where I talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, be more confident, and get unstuck at 30. Today's episode is Turning 30 and the lessons I've learned in 2020. So yes, sorry for the cliche, but it is a New Year special. I don't care because I have had such a crazy year, as most of you will know who follow me on my Instagram account and know what I've been getting up to. And I have learned, honestly, so many valuable lessons that I'm going to be taking with me into 2021 and also adding into my coaching program. I'm really excited to share them with you. I've managed to I basically had about 10 different lessons and I managed to condense them down into the five top ones. So that's what we're going to be doing today. However, first, in true British fashion, I want to apologize because the sound might not be the same as usual as I have officially, as of last week, started my digital nomad trip. So I'm coming to you live today from a hotel room in Tulum in Mexico, East Coast Mexico, and I've made a makeshift studio. So I've got a few cushions dotted around, tried to make the sound a bit softer, hoping my editor's going to work his magic and make it sound normal. Uh, But if it doesn't, I am sorry, but I am not letting my digital nomad status get in the way of bringing you my weekly podcast. And I have so many good episodes planned coming up and my microphone is literally being dragged around with me in my suitcase. So you're going to just have to get used to the new sound and as am I. And yeah, nothing's going to stop me from doing this. So really exciting. And actually, before I get started on the lessons, I thought it was a nice uh, way to begin is just to talk about my trip and what I'm doing. So some of you may have seen that I quite spontaneously, but also not, I'm going to tell the story now, but I'm, I've packed up my bags in Tel Aviv. I have sublet my apartment for a couple of months. I've arranged a dog sitter for Chica, my fur baby, and I've set off on a trip and I'm going to see where the wind blows me. I've started in Mexico. I'm planning on heading down to Costa Rica. And yeah, it's a work trip. So I have all my clients starting back in the new year in a couple of days. And I'm really excited about it because that's what a digital nomad is. It's somebody who can just work from anywhere in the world. And as a life coach who does all of her clients on Zoom, I have the privilege to be able to do it. And since I've been on my trip, I've really been thinking about what it means that I've taken the step and really left my comfort zone. And as I was saying, in some ways it is spontaneous, but in other ways, I dreamt of this when I was in the depths of despair the week that I lost my job and ended my four-year relationship. And I said to myself, if I come out of this and I've set up my business successfully so that I can possibly afford to move away and to travel this winter, then I'm going to do it. And it actually feels like a dream that it happened. And I said to myself, okay, 
COVID and lots of other restrictions. So I'm just going to put it to the side in my head and we'll see what happens and we'll see if it actually comes to fruition. And I was like, yeah, 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 we'll see, we'll see. Then November rolled round, had a really great month in October and I set myself a secret impossible goal. So in coaching, we say an impossible goal is one that obviously we're going to set out to reach it, but it just feels unattainable. And my impossible goal was to sell a certain amount of coaching packages. And I wrote a list of everything I would do if I sold them. And I did. And on the 28th of November, I realized that I'd really over, I'd gone over my goal. And I'd written the top thing that I was going to do was book my trip. So I just kind of went, oh shit, I'm actually going. And then I waited for two weeks. And then I said, okay, I'm going to go in the end of January um, and really pushed it off. And then all of a sudden, literally three weeks ago, I'm sitting in my living room at my desk and I just realized that the country was about to go into lockdown and every day was the same the weather's turned it's very cold and I just said why am I not going and it was such a snap spontaneous decision to just go and literally within two days I'd organized everything and booked my flights and booked my hotels for the first part of my trip and I'm going to stay in a co-working community in a few more days after the new year where I'm going to spend chunks of time in different locations I'll be speaking more about it on other podcasts and that was it I just did it it just happened like that and next thing I know I'm on a plane on the way to Mexico uh, getting arrested in Toronto which if you saw my Instagram stories was a fun part of my trip on the way down I should probably correct that I didn't actually get arrested at the end it was just threatened arrest for bringing a prohibited weapon into Canada which was the pepper spray yeah bar that drama I safely made made it into Mexico and now I'm here and I'm just loving it and I'm realizing how even every day is almost like research for my business and meeting really inspiring people and living out all of the lessons that I always talk about here and I'm really proud of myself and I think that it's amazing that even though this year has caused so much uncertainty for so many people the fact that remote work has now become a possibility is truly amazing and given so many people alternatives and not to mention not having to do terrible commutes so this year actually did bring some good things and on that note I'm going to start my lessons. As I was saying before these are all lessons that I've already incorporated into my program and my teachings and I've tried to make them as I guess not stereotypical you know we have all the usual lessons that you hear all the time get out of your comfort zone stop people pleasing etc etc I speak about those things all the time these are very specific lessons about my journey from this year and I'm going to really talk about personal things that happened to me and relate it to what I've learned and how you can use that to help you as well so lesson number one that feeling in your stomach is trying to tell you something. 
And when I say the feeling in your stomach, I'm not just talking about the feeling in your stomach because everyone feels differently. So everyone feels emotions in different places in their body. Sometimes if you feel anxious, you might feel it in your chest. If you feel stressed, you might feel it in your head. People might feel it in their throat. Really, the way that you feel emotions is different for everyone. What I'm really talking about is the physical or emotional sensation that something isn't right. Listen to that feeling. Maybe it's a sudden change in anxiety levels, it's a difference in sleeping patterns, it's your gut acting up. I'm a huge believer in the gut-mind connection or literally just a feeling somewhere inside that you know that you want to change something and you know that something is going on but you're not doing anything about it. It's not going to go away. And maybe it will go away for the time being and you can definitely push it to the side and push it down. But in my opinion and from my experience, it's going to rear its ugly head in some way or another. And one of my biggest lessons this year has been to learn to listen to that feeling in my stomach, to not hide away from what I truly think or what I truly want. And I'm not talking about shouting it from the rooftops, which I know obviously I did in the end, but I'm talking about letting myself think things that I was really scared to think. I was so scared to listen to myself because I was truly terrified of what the answer was going to be if I actually did that, if I actually opened my inner ears to what was going on. But that fear was because I knew deep down the answer would lead me to an unknown path. It would lead me to do things that I wasn't sure how it would end up. But you know what? I am so, so glad that it did. And that path was the best path I've ever walked down and it still is. And I know that all of you who are sensing that physical sensation in your body or that urge to do something new, don't be afraid to feel it because for all of you as well, you can go and walk down the path. This first lesson leads nicely to the second lesson. And this is something I've been preaching a lot and discussing a lot recently with my clients. And that is stop waiting for the circumstance to change. And when I say this, I'm talking about when we put off life decisions because we're hoping that somebody or something is going to decide for us. We all do this all the time, especially when we are unhappy or unsure about something. We want our decisions to be made for us So if we're too nervous to rock the boat, then at least we can blame it on an external factor. We can just wait for somebody else to rock the boat for us. And this relates to me again this year. I really did this. I was so nervous to be single at 33 and to go through a breakup that I just kept waiting for the circumstance to change and waiting for someone else to decide for me, or waiting for a sign. You know, there's that really well-known saying, like, if you're waiting for a sign is a sign. I really link that to that, this lesson of waiting for the circumstance to change. If you're waiting for somebody to make a decision for you, then that is a sign that you need to take the reins and make the decision for yourself. When we wait for the circumstance to change, we're actually delegating our happiness to other people. We become passive, we become reactive. Sometimes good decisions do land in our laps and sometimes life does happen and it's for the best. 
But most of the time, when the circumstance changes and we just respond and react to it, we aren't making a decision that's in line with what we want. And you might have heard me talk about this in more detail on my decision-making podcast. I recommend to go back and listen to that if you've not already. And it's something I teach in my coaching program, how to be effective at decision-making, because I honestly believe that it's such an essential tool if you want to grasp this lesson of changing the see yourself and taking charge of your life and not just waiting for it to happen to you. Let's move on to lesson number three. This is a bit of a topic diversion. Up until now, I've been speaking about things very high level and very conceptually, and it can relate to all different areas of your life. But now I want to specifically talk about careers. And I think that for a majority of us, 2020 has been a really big year of change for our careers with so many of us losing our jobs or being put on furlough or having to adjust to working remotely, some of us even getting new positions, setting up our own businesses, and maybe even just taking check and assessing what we really want because of all the big changes going on in our industries and in the world. I honestly didn't think that I had that many more big lessons to learn about careers. If you followed my story, you know I've pivoted so many times into a few different industries. I really have done it all in the past 10 years and I have learned a huge lesson this year that I want to share with you. I have learned that it is completely okay to do something in the meantime, in the meantime in air quotes. So what I mean by that is it is okay to know that the thing that you're doing isn't what you want to do forever but that you're doing it tactically and you're doing it strategically and you're doing it with something bigger in mind. A lot of my clients start coaching because they hate their jobs or they don't mind their job but they know it doesn't fulfill them or they have a bad manager or they're just generally not loving what's going on in their career and they want to have a fresh start or they want to learn to like their job. Lots of different things but I'd say career is one of the hot topics that I coach on. I'm going to record a full podcast episode on turning 30 and not liking your job but I just want anybody who's listening who's nodding along and thinking yep that's me that's me to know that it's just so common to not be completely satisfied at work and want to make a change and even more than that it's just such a big source of unhappiness when you think about how much of our life is dominated by by our job in terms of how many hours a day and you know obviously everyone is a different level of career focus but most people who I know are in my turning 30 community are very career and work focused so it makes sense that when you're unhappy in your job that you feel unhappy in your everyday and believe me I know I've been there so many times when I've pivoted and done one thing and then another thing. And I think that the reason I'm putting this lesson in is really because I didn't realize up until 2020 that it wasn't just okay to do something in the meantime. It actually really has stood me in the best stead and best possible position 
for my career going forward to have something in between and to have something that even though I have known that it's not the thing that I want to do forever, it's still served a purpose. So just to go into more detail, in 2018, I did my coaching courses and I'd already been working as a coach for the whole of the year and was doing it full time and trying to make it as a successful coach and it didn't work out. And in 2019, in January, I had to make a decision about what I wanted to do. And even though I'd finally understood that I was going to be a life coach, that's who I was, it's what I really aspired to be, I couldn't at that moment in time afford to do it full time. I had to earn a salary, I had to earn money to live and to pay my rent and so I went back and I got a job and I got a good job that I absolutely hated (laughs) and story for another time for the Not Liking Your Job podcast. But I think that for all of 2019 and for a couple of months in 2020, I always felt like I begrudged the fact that I had to go back to work and I always felt a little bit guilty that I wasn't a full-time coach and I wasn't able to do it all the time. And that's why it's been one of the biggest lessons that I've learned this year because I needed to do all those things as stepping stones to learn all the skills and everything that has put me in the best possible position to go full-time this year. And it was actually all part of a bigger picture and a process that I had to go through to get to the other side. I have learned so much from all my in-between roles all the job interviews that I went to, the ones that I did get, the ones that I didn't get, the viable skills that I've learned in each role have contributed to things that I work every day in now. I think that the best possible example of this is the fact that this time last year, I was a sales manager for a startup selling business development courses. And I didn't necessarily love selling even though I was good at it but I worked for that company for a year loved the company actually loved my colleagues and my manager really had a great time there and I can see now how much that benefited me because I learned how to sell courses and that's exactly what I do when I get on calls with someone, I learned how to build a natural rapport. I learned how to have really amazing conversations with people. And that's an amazing skill that I've now got in my toolbox. And I didn't know that was going to happen when I took the job. I took a pay cut to get it. And I really was at a bit of a breaking point in my career when I took that position because I'd run away from the job I was speaking about before that I really disliked. Uh, And I still felt guilty that I wasn't being a full-time coach. But really what I did was I strategically took a position that meant that in the future it would help me. And that's why when my clients come to me and they say, I hate my job, but I'm too scared to leave because what if I don't find the right thing? And I always say, listen, the next thing probably isn't going to be the one. It's probably not going to be the job. Sometimes it is, sometimes people get lucky or sometimes opportunities come by. We can create opportunities, of course, and things happen and we end up in the dream role and the the job that we wanted. But most of the time, we just make strategic decisions to go forward. And really, 
what a lesson that has been for me this year to fully appreciate that doing something in the meantime is actually beneficial and not something I should feel bad about and none of you should feel bad about it either. And that leads really nicely on to my fourth lesson, which is a very short but very powerful lesson that I've also learned this year. And that is to be persistent. Don't give up. If you know what you want to do, find a way to get there and don't stop until you do. And if you don't know what you want to do, be persistent with finding out. Don't stop until you've found what it is that you want to do. Don't stop until you've found the career that lights you up or that relationship that just feels right. Just don't stop being persistent, trying to make it work. Because if you put in all of the effort, then eventually it is going to work out. Which leads very nicely onto my fifth and final lesson of 2020 that I'm going to be taking into 2021. And this is a concept that I have introduced into the latest version of my coaching program. And I'm really excited to share more about it with you all this year because it's been such a game changer for me. It really, really has. It's a huge mindset shift that actually I was practicing for a couple of months from around June this year and hadn't even realized I was doing it. And then I discovered my coach talking about it, I think in a workshop or in one of her podcasts and she calls it calm confidence and I call it choosing to believe. And it's a concept of basically just deciding that whatever happens is the right thing to happen for you. Choosing to believe and to live your life with a thought that everything is going to turn out exactly as it's supposed to. And really, I've incorporated this into my self-coaching every day for the past few months. I cannot explain how much it's been a game changer. And if you've ever been into my timeline workshops, I've introduced this concept there. And I probably am going to do more podcast episodes around this and really talk about it more because it really has affected me so so much. It's a hard thing to explain in a short podcast episode but what I will say is that once I decided to practice the thought that everything was happening exactly as it should I started to enjoy my life more because I stopped trying to second guess everything and I stopped trying to consider alternative realities and asking myself if I've done something differently to than I should or you know have I made the wrong decision all my decisions actually started to feel so much better because I made them and I just chose to believe that it was exactly the decision that I should have made in that moment and I have a client who asked me right at the end of our three-month program it was a client that finished back in September and she said to me how do you know, Emma, that everything's going to work out? And I just said to her, I don't know, but I just know that I have two options. Either I can picture that it does work out and just enjoy it all along the way, or I can enjoy it all along the way anyway, and then if it doesn't work out, I'll just deal with it at the time. The third option 
is to just not enjoy my life and to just go, you know, keep going on this trajectory of questioning and doubting and second guessing and all of the things that we do when we're not sure of ourselves. And that just didn't feel right to me. So I really, really recommend practicing it. Stay tuned for more content on this. And I actually wanted to give an example of something that I came across on my phone notes the other day. So if any of you are like me, you have a hundred phone notes stored. And around the time that I was going through this really intense life change that I was been speaking about this time of when I was going through the breakup in exactly the same week that I lost my full-time job and decided to go full-time in my coaching business. I was in a really, really, really tough place, as you can imagine. My whole life had turned upside down. And 10 days after the breakup, so this was around the first, early in the first week of July, I really was at an all-time low. Life was really dark and I just felt feel like the ground had just, you know, completely opened up beneath me. And I found a note that I wrote and it says, I'm going to read it out from my phone. Everything feels like it's falling apart. My life has completely crumbled. I've lost my job and I've lost my relationship. The only thing that feels stable right now is my belief in myself to get through this time and come out stronger on the other side. And I honestly think that on that day in July when I wrote that phone note, that was the first time that I started practicing choosing to believe. And it really was so different to my mindset before where I did kind of think that things would, you know, I would say to myself, oh, it's happening for a reason and it's supposed to be like this. But I never had my strength tested to the point that I, even though I was in this awful place, I knew that I was going to come out stronger on the other side. So that's all for today. They're my five life lessons to take into the new year. If you journal, or even if you don't, I really, really recommend after you've listened to this podcast, just going into your phone notes or getting out your notebook or your journal and grabbing a pen and just writing down your top five lessons of 2020. Write why, why they're the top lessons. What have you learned? Give examples. You can even relate them to things I've spoken about in today's episode and specifically write the ones that you want to focus more on in 2021. Wishing all of you a happy, healthy and amazing new year and I will see you all on the podcast next week.